everybody. I'm Lauren. I'm Emma. And you're listening to The Oak View. Hello, Lauren. Hey, Emma. How are you? Hi, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Oak View. This is The Oak View Girls on The Oak View. Why do you always really like to start us off with some weird voices? (laughs) I think I have some theater uh, necessary voice something. I am just theatrical. We're just doing it. Okay. That's just how it is. All right. All right. How are you? What have you been up to? My update is that I am not Twitter famous Ugh, from well, from tweeting funny things at the Super Bowl. Bit disappointed. It's okay. It might come someday. We'll see. I should have sent you a tweet or a text about a tweet you should have made because my sister texted me and she goes, "You should have. I literally told I know. you to." I know. I forgot. It, this is you the were funny holding part. out on me. That could have been the one, Emma. Is, this is the one, Renny. She goes, "Hey, are you watching the football game?" I go, "No, but I am watching the Hunger Games." And she was like, what? I'm like, it's a game, right? It's just not the one you're talking about. And she was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I got bored, so I turned it off. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. My update would just be that I was coming up on some big decision making. I, you know, I'm getting closer to finding a home and, you know, work is getting busy. And I'm deciding whether or not I should stay home or go into the office because of the snow and it's just stressing me out because there's no consequence there. But it's just like, I just want to do the right thing. It's very hard. I don't know. Well, you're lucky you have the choice. I do. And that's something I am very grateful for. But it's interesting because this year is a little different, obviously, for everything and everyone. Um, Normally our office around this time does a chili cook-off. So I don't cook chili. I don't know how. So every year I just participate in the eating part which I'm good at, of course. So the rules for this year (laughs) is that you have to record yourself cooking your chili and then like put the recipe on the on the video. And it has to be kind of like funny or creative or whatever. So since I don't cook chili, I thought it'd be funny if I um, recorded myself driving to Steak and Shake ordering a bowl of chili. (laughs) No, you didn't. I did. You um, did not. Not only did I record the drive there, but I recorded ordering it. Um, getting with your the, boyfriend. Uh, with my boyfriend. Oh, but I was at a different. I was at a different steak and shake. And then not only did I record getting the chili, but I recorded driving home, eating the chili, putting it in a bowl, and then I also plugged the podcast. Oh, this is a long video. It only is sixty seconds long. Okay, but it's beautiful. Like, I was very you plugged cr- to the podcast. I said. For How? more, I said because I was making jokes along the way. Like the the most important steps of making chili is putting on your coat, then your boots, grabbing your keys, and driving to the nearest steak and shake. And then I like you know went through that motion. And then when I got home, I was like, okay, everyone, zoom in. And then my sister was recording me, and she oh zoomed gosh. into my bowl of chili. And then at the very end, I was laughing really hard. I said, for more of my comedy, you can follow me and my friend Lauren on our podcast. I can't believe you <laughs> want your podcast, you want your coworkers. I'm not so sure listen. if I'm going to keep that, but I thought that was a really funny thing. I was like, oh, oh Emma, gosh. what a plug. Okay, hot pause while I uh, let my cat out of the room. Ugh, Lauren, your cat. Just... Anyways, okay, so here's a an individual rendition for me. Don't be telling any secrets while I'm gone. I'm going to tell the secrets about Lauren. Okay, secretly. Lauren, no, just kidding. Lauren is the greatest. If you didn't know... Lauren is a philanthropist. She's always looking out for others. She takes care of everybody around her. She always is thinking about everyone else. And I think she deserves something special for that. But what will that be? Hmm, she's going to have to wait until this episode comes out. What did you say? I said nothing. I'm going to s- listen to it later. You can't because I'm going to edit this one. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I totally. Talking about your birthday, I'm throwing you a surprise birthday. No, you're not. <laughs> a surprise quarantine birthday. Of course I am. That's okay. what best friends do. Oh, but L- Well, you Lauren... just really ruined it. <laughs> That's because you don't know. Is that what I said? Is it? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. But I will definitely I listen to it and edit it before my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to step up your game. Maybe uh, do it two years from now. 
Ooh, I see. So like fake you out. Maybe I'll do it a month early, which is now. Oh my gosh, I already missed my cutoff. Wait, man. Oh no, I missed yeah, it. Yeah, you did by one day. Gosh, guys, I'm really not doing it. But no, I was gonna say another exciting thing about the Super Bowl. Uh, I decided to go to Target and get some Doritos, and I bought Lauren some, and then I drove to her house, and I gave her a bag of Doritos, and then I left. And that was it. That's all I needed to do. That's what friends Beautiful. are for. That is what friends are for. I highly appreciate it. Did you eat the chips? I did. The second best chip next to your chocolate chip? Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, Lauren, I was wondering if you would be interested in discussing a more serious topic today. Absolutely. So, not like super serious where I'm going to cry or anything, but I wanted to talk about some of the struggles I have and joys I get out of being an aunt. Being an aunt? Like an aunt. You know, like an auntie. Yeah. Okay. I'm a new aunt. Yeah. Lauren's a new aunt to a little one. Um, and your little one is not even six months, right? Yeah. I have a little niece. She's six months old right now. Oh, just on time. And I am obsessed with her. I love her yeah. so much. Is she yeah. just like perfect? Oh my goodness. She's the cutest. <laughs> I think being an aunt is probably the best feeling in the entire world. It's so fun. It is fun. It's the best parts of parenthood without the parenthood. Exactly. And I like, I wasn't like a babysitter growing up or anything. Yeah, me either. Um, but I really love hanging out with my niece. Yeah, she's she's pretty perfect. Um, I have a little nephew and a niece myself. My niece is six and my nephew is four. So it's been very interesting in the last six years to experience what that means for me because... I'm only 26, so, I mean, I know people become aunts and uncles sometimes quite early in life, but, you know, I think it came at a perfect time because I was in college, uh, which came with a lot of struggles, too, because they were born when I was away, so I wasn't really yeah. there. But also, like, it was easy to, I don't know, like, navigate the little part of the of their life when they were an infant because I had other things to also think about, like school. But I definitely think I missed out on some stuff. Like, I missed Morgan's first birthday, which sucks because... I think she'll forgive you. I hope she does. <laughs> <laughs> I've been at every other birthday since. You're, you're, you're holding yourself to feeling guilty about that and she won't even remember. I know. Uh, but I think I, I think that way because... But why are, you, like, why are you punishing yourself about that? <laughs> I think it's just some things that, like, even through FaceTime, it's really hard to feel connected. So, I mean, that comes back to, like, a lot of my annoying crap about college is, like, that whole couple of years, like, you missed out on a lot. Like, when you're away from your family, you just kind yeah. of don't get to participate in a lot of things. Well, it's so funny I, because usually when you tell me about your niece and nephew, you just tell me about, like, how much they love you and they don't want yeah. you to leave when you hang <laughs> out with them and stuff. They are the best. They, they're so cute. And I just spent time with them the other day. Like, we went sledding with my sisters and... um as soon as we got there, me and my niece, we went up to the top of the hill, and she and I didn't even, like, think twice. We just immediately went down the hill. Like, that's just kind of how, the kind of adventure she is. So I love it about her. And she's also uh, really fun because, you know, she's into science and art. You know, uh, of course, she has other aunts and uncles as well, but um, I find it really cute that when she builds Legos, she's like, I want to be an architect like Auntie Emma. Aww. Sometimes I'll pull my tuba out and she'll be like, I want to play the tuba too. And I was like, I'll just save That's this so for cute. you. I taught her how to play the didgeridoo, which is, if anyone doesn't know, it's an Australian instrument. Um, it takes a lot of breath control, but since I play the tuba, it's really kind of fun. So when she started playing that, I was like, wow, what a prodigy. That's awesome. It's so weird though, because like the hard parts of like what I'm dealing with is like, trying to decide and maybe of course I don't need to but just trying to figure out where I'm supposed to be in their life a lot of the questions I'm like going through as like they get older is like what kind of aunt do I want to be and like what kind of supportive interactive relationship do I want with them and I, I didn't really think that was a big deal because balancing what I think is being a friend to them like someone that they can rely on not in replace of their parents or anything, but just differently mm -hmm. is also something that I'm trying to figure out, like, am I supposed to set rules and like be an authority figure for their safety? Or can't I just be the fun one and hang out with them? Right. Because there are other family members that can take on that role. 
So when like, you know, we went sledding and had a really good time, I didn't really consider, except for the part when I was going down really fast, I almost took out my nephew and I was like, oh my God. (laughs) But like, you know, other than that, like I don't necessarily worry about if they're doing something right or wrong. I rather just wait for them to figure it out and explore and then ask for help if needed because how else are they going to learn if they don't try? Yeah. Um, And especially because of all the stuff that we talk about, I'm curious, like, should you be doing more? Yeah. Like, should I be doing more? But, I mean, they're young. But you also can't put, like, so much pressure on yourself. Oh, I know. And I think maybe part of it is because, like, I'm wanting to be someone that, like, my family wasn't for me and my sisters. Like, I don't have a very mm-hmm. close relationship with my aunts and uncles. And that's not because of anything that's happened in our family. It's just, that's just how it is. Um, and I kind of love being close with them because then I get to see my sister and we get to all hang out and like we bond while I bond with them. But I'm curious like how you've been feeling when the fact that like your brother and sister-in-law live far away. Yeah, yeah. This will be interesting to talk about, right? Because like it, it'd be good for me to think about because I am a new aunt. But also like I had kind of the opposite experience growing up. And even now, like my family is from around here and we see each other very often and I'm pretty close with like my aunts and uncles or call and text them or we have a a lot of like group chats or people send like <laughs> pictures of them ice fishing or whatever and, no, I, lo- um, I love that yeah yeah and it, it, it's fun and I I think you can put into it exactly what you want to get out of it mm. have a different level of relationship with all of my aunts and uncles but it's just like a lot of fun to to be around them yeah yeah and I think I don't know So I'll give some examples of why moments I feel strongly about other things versus something else is like, you know, we we learn a lot about, you know, the dream gap. And we've learned a lot about education and development with our interview with Candace. So observing them in their element when they're in school or when they're home or when we're just going out and hanging, I see so many beautiful characteristics in them that Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. They are so smart or wow, they are so intuitive and kind and compassionate. And I, I don't know how to feel except for like, of course, joy and love. And like, I would die for them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is the strangest feeling in the world because when they were born and like, I'm not someone who really likes children. Uh, (laughs) And it's, (laughs) it's, and my sisters think that I mean that in a way that like, ew, gross kids. No, no, no. It's just that, like, I don't really feel a maternal instinct when I'm near them. I don't have this, like, desire to bear children, right? So mm-hmm. I try to find this balance of, like, do I get enough out of our relationship and am I enough for them? Because I know I'm enough for myself, and I'm working on that always, to then recognize that, like, I don't need to have kids to feel this kind of joy with them, right? And to feel fulfilled. Yeah. And that's such a huge part of it is, like, are my nieces and nephews enough for me? Because, you know, that's a question that I guess most most women, I'm going to s- assume, think about. And it it doesn't. There's no. Well, wrong. I don't. I don't think that most women think about that. You really like? I, I was thinking maybe like. Not necessarily, like, do I want to be a mother, but, like, is that something that I want or something that I that is encouraged? I don't know. I, I get a lot of pressure in my well, personal life. No, I just feel like the society norm is to be a mother, right? Mm-hmm, right. And to, to have a family. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like only people who are considering not doing that would be faced with the challenge of saying, are the relationships in my life strong enough and good enough for me to feel the need not to have or is that even how like you okay I don't want to get in too deep or like whatever but like you don't want to have kids it's not like you don't want to have kids because you feel fulfilled by your relationships already you don't want to have kids because you don't right 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 there's not like a yeah right that's what I mean exactly I'm not trying to so fill I just feel like, or not fill. I mean, that's kind of interesting because it's it's not something that, you know, it's never a conversation that I've had before because it 
you shouldn't ask people about their plans on having children. Shouldn't no, make God, people yeah. feel oh, bad God. about. But that's kind of interesting if, you know, if there was a safe space with a bunch of women who were not moms to be like, not even why, but like, what thought process led you to mm-hmm. this? What events in your life? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And that's a great point, too. And honestly, the one of the best conversations I've had with people who are not parents is your aunt and uncle. Yeah, I was just gonna say, and I'll talk about them a little bit, but I probably will cut it out because like that's their business yeah I mean nothing to share personally but I when I met them as an adult was at Lauren's wedding and I've known her aunt and uncle my whole life and I didn't really know anything about them but we had a really good chat at your rehearsal dinner and it just made me realize that like I'm not the only one in the world who chooses not to have kids and I think that's scary for me because I've never met anybody outside of my unit who feels this way yeah that's cool I don't know maybe there's like you need to figure out more people who like are in different situations or something like is there like yeah a, is there like a forum that you could post yeah. a question on like where like reddit you, yeah like how do you meet these people right Cause yeah it's so not a norm which is totally fine no absolutely but my aunt and uncle are super dope they don't have kids and we're really close because she was a really involved aunt in my life all through growing up and so we have a special relationship her and my uncle they like it because they're dual income no kids right yep she taught me so they're like yeah dinks they're two dinks dual income no kids and she's told me my whole life she's like lauren if you want to retire when you're 40 if you want to always be comfortable financially comfortable don't have kids I was like all right like (laughs) I know I know where you're coming from like yeah they live a very cool life they travel a lot Mm -hmm. they have a lot of adventures I kind of think you would like how much they travel like they've gone to yeah they have really cool stories they're fun and they don't mind it just being the two of them but yeah like I do go over there and, and like if my mother's wedding dress didn't fit me I was gonna wear her wedding dress amazing that's a good relationship (laughs) we joke all the time that when they're old like it's my job to put them in a nursing home or to let them (laughs) live with me and take care of them (laughs) isn't that funny I love that I think your relationship with them is something that I so hope to aspire to with the kids I want that for you you know honestly yeah because your aunt and uncle are still even without having kids they are compassionate and caring and they love you guys so much yeah and they're willing to do anything for you so like nothing about that scares me into thinking that like I won't be able to connect with them but rather that like yeah and I think you're doing all the right things because it's really nice that you're in the area that you see them you're a part of their life and they know you and they know who you are and yeah they're excited when they see you and yeah you, you spoil them a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I do. I do. I definitely take them places and buy them things. And, you know, if I'm with them and like my, my parents' example, they don't like when people jump on the couch, right? Mm-hmm. So like when we're at grandma and grandpa's house, I'm like, guys, remember, like we don't jump on the couch here, okay? And they're like, oh, okay, whatever. But like, you know, when we go outside or they want to run really fast or ride their bike in the street for like two seconds... Like, I don't have a heart attack, right? Like, I, I, yeah. I let them try adventurous things. Morgan is really good at climbing. So when we go to the park, she climbs really high up the top of the spider web thingy. And, like, my sister and my mom are mothers, Are right? they freaking out? <laughs> Their anxiety is, like, at the roof. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, if she falls, Emma, you have to catch oh her. Oh, my gosh. You know, I would like, totally be worried. You know, and so when she got to the very top and no one flinched, she looked down and she waved and she had the biggest smile on her face. And I started to cry because I was like, you did it. Like you did that all by yourself. And you were so brave. You started to cry. I did because I didn't want her to think that she couldn't or like, you know, when you hold someone so close, they don't try to do new things. And then when it was over and she got down, of course, I took like a (gasps) like, wow, okay, that was a lot. 
But, you know, those moments are, are amazing. Or my nephew is, he's such a kind young boy that when someone's hurt, even like me, like I got hurt one time at one of their houses because someone moved too quickly and the door opened and like hit me. Mm-hmm. And he goes, are you okay, auntie? I'm like, Aww. yeah, I'm okay. He goes, do you need a hug? And I was like, yeah, I do. Thank you. So, you know, those moments are really rewarding and fulfilling. And But they're also really challenging because, like, when they fight or they are having a tantrum or they're dealing with normal toddler things, I don't necessarily know what to do. And I don't really know what to say. And I know that that is, you know, to each his own, right? Like, I could ask my sister, like, hey, how do you want me to react here? Like, do you need me to be a parent in this moment, or do you want me to just let them figure it out? Yeah, but you also you're not gonna like call it every single no situation, and, I, and you can't while your sister's trying to go to the grocery store or whatever. Right, exactly. And and usually in those moments, you know, I like my sister thought it was crazy because not like crazy, like how could you? It was more like a, oh wow, they were watching a movie, and I decided to help clean up her house a little bit, you know, as like a kind gesture. And they were just downstairs watching TV, and I got, she got home, and she's like, where are the kids? And I was like, oh, they're downstairs. She goes, oh, you're not with them? And I was like, no, they're fine. And I was like, I'm just cleaning. And, like, I trust them, right? Like, I know like that... Like, she wouldn't leave them alone? Well, it's, I think it's a it's a hard thing for her to not be in the same space with or them. Or maybe, maybe when she turns her back, they're crazy. And Yeah, and I think, you know, of course, kids act differently when they're with their parents, right? Yeah. You know, when we're with our our other family members, we're we're different because, you know, we can maybe not get away with as much or something, you know, whatever. But I think it's funny because, you know, there comes a point in life where I think, you know, I'm growing as a person and I want them to grow. And I want our family to, like, break these, like, generational curses and traumas, right? Like, we come from, like, heavy line of emotional and physical abuse like back in our family Mm -hmm. and our grandparents and our parents carried that with them you know my grandparents were in the war and there was a moment in time where my parents realized how much information was withheld because of ptsd and injury and we see that in how we were taught growing up about how much do we share? Um, what yeah. do we show? What do we talk about? What in do we our talk household? about? What do we not talk about? Yeah, and it, it, and it has nothing to do with like whether they loved us enough. It has everything to do with how did they love us? Yeah, and then like you can't. How much do you step or sway from what your sister would want? Or right, exactly. How can you be yourself, but exactly create a an environment where your niece or nephew could come to you with anything? Exactly. And that's another part of that is, like, I constantly tell them, even at this small age of them, I go, hey, guys, you know that you can always call auntie. You just tell mommy or daddy to pick up the phone and you can call me. You know, if you want to talk to me about something that happened at school or if you want to talk to me about your day and you don't really want to share with mom and dad, you can always call me. And it's, it's not to show them that, like, you can't rely on your parents or that you shouldn't share with them, but rather that, like, if you're scared or embarrassed, yeah, there is still a safe place for you to call. Yeah. That's something I didn't have as a kid. Um, my aunts and my uncles, as soon as my grandparents died, it was very clear that there was a division in our family. Not because we didn't, like I said earlier, not because something where we didn't want to talk to each other. It's just grief drove us apart where we kind of stuck to our family nucleuses. And we only came together on holidays. Mm-hmm. And when you're going through your own grief and trauma as adults, which I deal with, of course, everybody deals with anxieties and other mental illnesses, you don't necessarily always remember to reach out to the other people. Yeah. And that's something that I want to, like, crack the whip on is, like, even though I'm struggling or my sisters are struggling, those kids can always rely on us. And, and it's fun, right? Like, we're supposed to be the fun part about being in a family. It's, it's not supposed to be a chore, you know? I don't want to be like, oh, I have to call Aunt Emma because, you know, I have something to tell her. No, it's like, oh, I should tell Auntie. Cause, you know. <laughs> and Morgan and Noah are funny because they know that I like to be what they call, like, 
conniving, right? Like Morgan does this thing where she rubs her hands together and she's like, Emma and I have a plan. We're going to make things. And it's never malicious. It's like, we're going to build a rocket today. And I'm like, yeah, we are. And we like go get tools and and coloring supplies. And we like, she drew up blueprints the other day of how we're going to build this rocket. I'm obsessed with that. I can't wait to (laughs) have those fun times with my niece. Yes. And I think what is so something to look forward to, Lauren, that like no one shared with me was that watching them become people like people with personalities with opinions with thoughts Mm -hmm. is so mesmerizing like everything that they do I'm like are you for real like Morg's at an age where she can start to watch Harry Potter a little bit and we were watching one of the movies the other day and she goes um that's the bad guy right and I went yeah We'll see, because, like, no one knows that yet. Yeah. Was she totally right? She was totally right. And she goes, I think the bad guy <laughs> is uh, going to be in that tree. And I was like, what? Foreshadowing? Like, wow, you're, you're so smart. And Candace immediately looks at me. She points at me. She goes, this is your fault, because I'm someone that can, like, really solve mysteries mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at a snap. And Morgan's like, um, yeah, I don't think that's a good guy. I think he's actually the wolf. And I'm sitting there going, oh, yes, tell me more. Like, I want to be in your brain. (laughs) That's so fun. But then she's also a kid, right? And so, like, when I see her do something amazing, when I see him do something amazing in my eyes, right? Because, like, I don't know what's child appropriate, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know what developmental things are supposed to happen at their age. I go, they're geniuses. That's it. Stop the press. We must put them in a bigger school with better people. They're going to be part of the X-Men. Like, they're going to be in the Marvel character movies. They're going to be, you know, taking over the world. I tell Morgan every day, I'm like, you are smart and kind, and you can be whatever you want to be. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. And then my sisters are overwhelmed by that, right? But lately, it's it's hard for me because I chose to move back to our hometown area. It's not that small, people. Okay, so it's it's pretty big. Uh, I chose to continue to work at the job I have because I wanted to be close to the family. I chose to move close to them yeah. because I couldn't take – for six years I lived in Minnesota. I was away. I, I missed things all the time. Or I suffered a lot with school because I chose to come home yeah. and be a part of those moments. And I don't know. Well, now that you're here, do you f- – don't you feel some relief? I do. I do. I think I didn't think I was going to only because I thought what's seeing them once a month or once every two weeks here versus this once a month there. And it's really proximity. It's I didn't even realize how much it makes a difference. How much a of difference. a difference it'll make. Yeah. Well, that makes me sad. My niece is far away. I know. And, and I just pray for you to continue to reach out and call them and spend time with them when you can so that you know when they are around you soak up that time together yeah because I didn't again like for for me like they are the fix I get for I don't know being a part of their little world that's so fun it's so funny like before my niece was born my husband and I were like we're gonna be the cool aunt and uncle okay (laughs) like we have to be the cool ones because we're not gonna be the funniest and we're not gonna be the weirdest and we're not going to be the whatever we have to be the cool ones you know we Heck have to yeah. be the ones who like slip them a 20 dollar bill yes. when they're a teenager and we're gonna get them ice cream every single time we see them and i would be like on the phone with my other brother mm-hmm. and i was like okay you can be the fun uncle but i'm gonna be the cool aunt okay right, i right. was like totally different but, <laughs> but i was like she's totally gonna like me more I mean, I'm not going to say it's a competition, but it's a competition. Okay, I have so much very strong competition. Mm-hmm. I just want to say- Tim and I are not that fun. No, no, you can be. Just you need to tap into your inner we're gonna child. Be. And yeah, just we're going to be. Be that person. And like do the thing that like, like you said, slipping them a 20. Like do the Thrive thing that- and survive, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Bribe and survive. Bribe and survive. This is not good advice wonders. for everything in your life, but it is good it advice is for, right now. for aunts and uncles. You're welcome. Yeah. And, you know, 
another thing is that makes me scared and I struggle and like even just my sisters telling me like they're concerned as well it's just the world is kind of scary and oh yeah mean and I again it's probably because you know this is our experience and it's not the same as our parents but I feel like there is because of technology and you know all this stuff is that there's more opportunities to get hurt and to be lost and not find your way and especially when we go through racial injustice and political diversity and lack of equality and you know trying to show up for the people that don't have support I go how in the heck do people raise kids in this environment like this is exhausting I'm trying to do my part and like now I got to teach these kids how to be doing their part you know yeah, but for every bit of that, there's also the opposite that's available. You know, we've never had more technology, more information at our fingertips, and the minds that are going to come from that are just going to be insane. You make a good point. Yeah, I think that's hard for me to get But it's teaching on. those things, teaching, teaching the safety, teaching the information. Not everything you read is correct and teaching them right. this is good and this is positive and this is not. Right. I guess my question for you right now, I feel certain ways about certain things. That's just who I am, Okay. That's a great blanket statement. (laughs) I feel specifically about how we should treat others. Okay. You know, there should be no exception. The -hmm. rule is that everyone gets kindness no matter what. That's very vague, but I'm just going to say it like that. I'm trying to figure out, like, if they don't agree with me, Or they choose to raise them differently. And I hear one of them say something that I find to be very inappropriate or misconstrued or lack of knowledge means lack of information, which means probably saying not so nice things. Where do I fit into that? Do I call my sisters and I say, hey, yo, like, this is what happened. Like, what response do you have? Or like, do I just respond with what I think is correct? Because it has a lot to do with, like... I have an opinion, but I don't even know, like... What can we say about it? We're not parents, we're not whatever. Well, that's the hard part, too. I do think that you need to handle things right in the moment. You can't let things slide. Right. Because it makes it seem like everything's fine. Like, if Mm -hmm. you just let things pass. And so something is... If there's a red flag, like, it needs to be addressed immediately. Right. And if it's something simple, like oh no sweetie we're nice to everybody remember or like what it's more of like a teaching moment and even Mm -hmm. if it just comes from you yeah then at home and like i don't think it would be stepping over yeah i'm not like telling you're just if you're just teaching kindness like your sisters aren't gonna disagree with that yeah i guess that's a good point too is saying that like as long as it's because i have no opinion about how they discipline or how they and discipline not just by time out I mean like discipline isn't like bedtime is at this time right mm-hmm. eating is at this time we eat at the table blah 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 blah. but it's like I, I I've only had to speak out when I remember one of them had an issue at school and they met a kid who was kind of mean and you know Amy was trying to figure out like how do I address the responsibility one like make sure you use your voice Please Mm -hmm. do not do that. If they do it again, we go to a teacher. If the teacher can't figure it out, of course it comes home and then we reinforce it at home. And I find that to be like extremely bearing. Like it's a it's a large responsibility to make sure your kids are continuously being taught something because you have to say things more than once. You know, they're they're young. They they're not like, oh yeah, I got it. No, you have to remind them. Like remember, you have resources. Make sure you. Use your voice and blah, blah, blah. Versus like me, I'm like, I'm going to fight him. I'm going to fight him right now. <laughs> That's your reaction? That's my reaction. I'm like, who did this? Show them to me. Tell me their name. No, no, it's okay. I'm not going to go. No, 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 no. Just, just tell me their name. Tell me their name. I will beat and- up this five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like not the right thing to do, but sometimes it comes out and I have to remind myself like, I'm going to remember, teach them something. You know, don't just like react because yeah, you know, don't yeah, don't react. Stay calm. Woo! And sometimes I don't even realize because you know, like, and they pick up on everything, right? They do, and I I get in trouble for that too because you know I have a potty mouth. 
And so even saying the word crap, I get scolded for. Mm-hmm. But then I have to be like, Emma, you can't do that. Like, like if anything, they keep me in line because yeah. I have to be responsible. But I'm glad we're talking about this. I mean, we can talk about this more again in some other week. But I just... I feel so strongly about how I am and how I react and what when do I go to things and when do I participate just because I I want them to know that I love them and that there is no way in heck that they're going to grow up feeling like they're alone because it's it's hard like our family I think they know that. I and I and I want to continue to enforce that and yeah. reinforce that because you know like we've talked about prior is like I grew up in a very strict home and it sometimes was scary about what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And that was the best my parents got, right? Like they did what they knew. And now we know a little bit more. Yeah. And so, okay. So growing up, since you didn't like hang out with your aunts and uncles a lot, you didn't have like the fun place where you like didn't have as many rules. Did you ever like have that? Or was that like my house? Like, <laughs> Um, well, even at my house, like you were, you would still follow your own rules at my house or whatever. Yeah. Because I was scared. I was always scared that like there was a consequence. I think the only, well, because I I think the best part is like, it's a family member that's telling you it's okay. So that's like a free pass, you know? Right. Right. And like, you know, your mom telling me something like I would freak out because it's another adult that's not my mom. Right. And then it's conf- yeah, and then you just like be like, oh, well, my mom wouldn't like it if like, I did my that mom or whatever. <laughs> like your mom was like, it's fine. I was like, no, I don't know if it's fine. You're it's like, no, I can't. Not. I'm not gonna have the soda. Sorry, thanks. No, I thanks, can't though. do that. Can I, I have? Like, can I have juice or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I had my aunt, my mom's sister, and uh, my cousin, and me and him are close in age. So like going over to their house growing up, I can remember being. It was fun. It was fun to be there. And, like, my grandma was alive at the time, and they lived near her. So we would go see them. But there were always rules. I wouldn't say that, like, we got away with a lot. Like, if anything, there was more consequence if we encouraged each other to do something wrong. Like, Jimmy, his name is Jimmy, my cousin. Uh, We used to use those Hulk hands. Mm -hmm. The ones that were like, Hulk, smash! And then you'd hit them against each other, and they make a noise. Yeah, they're like foam. So he's left-handed and I'm right-handed and I used to we used to knock each other out like I'm talking oh my about like full-on punch to the face and like hammer each <laughs> other in the back and like that was our outlet I remember a lot and like we would do a lot of things that like and we broke a window once you know I pushed oh him he pushed me I fell on the concrete and like cracked my elbow you know like all the things that kids go through but like no one was screaming at me, <laughs> you know, like, we just, like, did it. Um, my grandma used to, like, scold us if we were, like, laughing too much at the dinner table, which then we would laugh harder, right, because that's, that's funny. That's so funny, yeah. But, like, I don't think we really did have an outlet. There was always some baggage that came with it because even though I think I that's normal, too. Okay, yeah, because I, mean, I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, there was so much going on in my aunt's and uncle's lives that I didn't find out till I was older, which I reflect now and I'm like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Like that makes like I can understand. Um, and there was a lot of pressure, right? Like my parents being very, um, this is how we want it to be. Uh, this is how we want them to be raised. I'm I'm feeling that my aunts and uncles felt pressure to be that way with us when we were maybe. Around. You know, and I'm curious if that is like, and of course I can always ask them, you know, but like I don't ask things because we don't have a relationship like that. Yeah, because like why? Well, why would you? Why would I, you like I open up? Yeah. I wouldn't. I'm not. I mean, I would definitely love to open up a can of worms, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm like, so Conniving. growing up, did you ever feel me, me stirring the pot? Don't mind me. I'm like whipping my bat in the corner. <laughs> I'm like, hey, so. But, you know, it's it feels good to know that my growth is helping them grow. And I hope that, you know, you that's speak, good. I think you and Tim will find fulfillment as you get older. OK, here's my question to you. OK, it's more of a why am I the way that I am kind of question. <laughs> OK, OK, so I never babysit. Sure, I have a maternal instinct, I think. I don't like whatever. I think um, you do. At least the way that you react to your. Well, niece. I'm I just I mother everybody. 
like even like my friends or whatever like i'm a worrier like oh, i am oh, so i whatever <laughs> and i'm because i'm like i'm i'm safe i'm reserved i make sure everybody's okay whatever Guys, this is what i was talking about earlier when lauren left remember <laughs> okay anyway and that's funny um okay so i never babysit like i i have i don't want anything to do with other people's kids it was funny because my mom and i were like talking before we met my niece and we were like oh like i wonder how you'll do with the baby right because like <laughs> i've never even held a baby before this sure right? like, yeah or really really been with one yeah and so obsessed with this baby i did a killer job if i of do say so myself you, you know we nap together i changed a diaper Aww, too all right cute. okay you nap and so i'm like cool i got this like i am great at this thing like i could i'm like leave this baby with me like go <laughs> bye guys got it anytime and you want to go on a vacation i'm your girl i'm i'm available yeah. right and i'll just take care of this little sweetheart anytime you want my coworker last week texted me and he goes, if I paid you, would you babysit for me? And I was like, uh. <laughs> I was like, um, Ooh, well, like. Hard spot. Okay, but I'm like a nice person, so I don't say no to anything either. <laughs> so oh, I'm God, like, Lauren. So like maybe if I'm like the last resort, I would give the exact same response if somebody was like, hey, do you want to help me move? I'd be like, ah. I'd love to Baby. if if I'm the last option and you have nobody else, please Do you call tell me. People that? And I'm not well, I'm honest. I mean like cause if you're really in a pinch, I'm nice enough where I'll say yes to anything, pretty much. If I'm not your first if I am your But last I'll tell them be like, option. This isn't this isn't something I actually am interested in doing. Please ask other people. And if everybody says no and you really have no other option, I would feel guilty and I would say yes. And that usually deters people. And and my coworker was like, got it. That's a no. <laughs> that like, is so funny. But, like, your honesty keeps you in line. I very rarely would, like, give that answer. But I, I tell my other friends, I'm like, I'm not the friend who can carry heavy boxes, but I am the friend who can, like, bring you takeout at the end of the day when you're tired. Like, I, call me uh, up. I hear you. I'll help you unpack the boxes. How about I, that? Like, hear, I'm not going to oh, be a man. ton of help carrying the stuff the amount of resonation i feel with <laughs> okay but like why don't i want to babysit kids well i don't know about that for you but like for me it's like i have no desire to be around children but my own like the kids i know it'd be fine it would be a very uneventful time even as a kid like i knew that i could do it if i wanted to it's not like it yeah plenty, yeah. Of, plenty of other 13 year old girls and boys whatever do that yeah but it's a lot of But it's just never something I wanted to do because I always just felt like, well, what if something goes wrong or like and I it's just that. like I didn't want to be burdened with such like a big Well that makes responsibility. sense. That makes sense. And 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 for a lot of people it it is not as big a responsibility as you might feel. For me it is, one thousand percent. I feel the same way when people go, Can you watch my dog? I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> And it's not because I'm not willing or I'm not capable. I just am choosing not to because I know that it's going to take up a lot of energy out of my day. And, and it's a lot of time. I want to say a confession. Okay. This is a little bit like the secret that I had kept from you. Is it about me? Okay, so here's let me paint you a picture. I'm in high school. We have these really nice neighbors down the street. They have like three younger kids, but not that young. Maybe like middle school, a little bit younger. And... The neighbor texts me. She's like, hey, I got your number from your mom. Like, all of our babysitters canceled on us. Um, like, I'm wondering if you could babysit tonight and I'll pay you whatever. And this is like a nice lady, right? I had nothing to do that night. And I I said no. And I said that I literally called my mom and I was like, but mom, like, I don't know if I can do it, right? And I was like, anyway, I'm telling you this just to tell you that. I intentionally said no and said that I was busy and I lied even though I was not busy and I could have helped this woman out and they could have done whatever they were going to do that night. And I, I honestly think about that to this day and I'm 25 years old and that's why guilt rules my life and I can't say no to anybody. One response is that you need to go see a therapist about that. <laughs> I can't help you with why? that. 
It's not like I think about it every day, but I, I, you know. Well, but you're, you, you said it earlier. You're like maybe you, every few months. You are a worry, or you are concerned about. I so still, much. I honestly, maybe I should have just done it that day. That's what this is. This is like the internal conversation I have with myself. Yeah. Every time I think about it, I'm like, man, I feel really bad that I let her down years and years ago, and she probably doesn't even remember like she probably that at all. Less. She doesn't like, even remember that you? night. 12, she doesn't 13? even remember like. Who I was at the time. Yeah, no. It, and you were a child. But just, like, think about the desperation. Like, you're so desperate. You're texting the neighbor girl up the street who has never babysat in her life. Hilarious. <laughs> That's so true. But she I really could have has... used a yes. But that, I'm, I know, so, I know. I'm sorry. Um, no. I hope it worked out. Um, and <laughs> oh, are you so, saying sorry to her right now? Sometimes I say no. Um, but But mostly I don't. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I just feel like there are certain things in life we have to put our foot down to. It's so funny. Actually, this reminds me of in our last episode, we talked about my haircut and getting a hair promotion. Yeah. And so you're going to love this. So before my haircut at work, I was kind of a pushover. Okay. And so, oh, let me think of the exact thing. What was I a pushover for? Oh, okay. They took away my access to one software at work that I kind of need. Because they gave me a new computer. And so when I called the people, I was like, hey, I need access to this program. Can I read, like, get the license and download it? And they were like, mm, no. And I was like, huh, well, that's funny because I need it. And then I called them and I was such a pushover and I still don't have access to that program. Lauren, <laughs> you need to get your access. It's like something I don't use every day, right? They were like, do you need it right now? And I was like, no. You have to call them back. So anyway, I told that to my coworker, and I also told him that I was getting a haircut. And he goes, okay, if you like your haircut, you have to stop being a pushover. I agree. I agree. Especially because, like, you need to be successful at your job. You got to be able I'm to not, do that. I'm not, like, I promise that if I really needed it, I would have gotten it. But Lauren, but just th see how that applies to every area of your life. But now I'm going to need it at some point, and then I'm going to be inconvenienced, and then I'm going to be mad that I didn't, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then I challenge you to pick one area of your life where you are not a pushover. like you. One area? Yeah. So whether that's, like, between you and I'm not, I'm not making – I'm just making this up. Whether it's, like, you and your coworker, you and a boss, you and your husband, you and yourself, you know? Like, okay. don't let yourself always have to say yes and don't feel bad about it. Like, if it's inconvenience in yourself, then... Are you, like, my motivational coach now? I want to be your motivational coach. Lauren, say no. <laughs> say no. Also, say yes when you need to. If, Lauren, you don't want to be a secretary... Oh, I don't do that. That's what I'm saying. It's, like, just make sure you're standing up for yourself. I like how this transitioned into this. This was good. This was really good. Lauren, I honestly, you know, as time goes on, you're going to figure out what works for you. And I think that's the same thing for me in life and especially for being an aunt. Also, I'm sure someone is being very annoyed because I keep saying aunt instead of aunt. And um, I live in the Midwest, so get over it. <laughs> I am an aunt. Also, uh, one of my movies I watched growing up was The Wizard of Oz. So I like it when the kids call me Auntie M. Oh, that's cute a nice little I don't know. um two things i just want to say and then we can wrap up is just like one being the fun cool aunt it should be fun and cool it should be fun and cool and i think that is something that i'm glad that you mentioned is that i need to take some pressure off myself because they do love me and when they see me they enjoy the time we hang out together and that's awesome i love that we get to be creative together and you know explore their talents and whatnot number two Lauren, don't worry. There's no competition. You and Tim got it. <laughs> you got it. You don't know it. If I can take two at once, you can handle one with the two of you. OMG. Just always be the one. I got steep competition, though. But I'm I'm in it to win it. But you're creative. I'm going to... Wait, what did I say? Oh, uh, bribe until we're surviving. Bribe it to survive it. <laughs> um... <laughs> But you're you're someone that's very creative as well, so like you'll make sure that you find good ways to interact and be memorable. Oh yeah, we're gonna have fun. You're gonna be fun. My favorite thing when they were younger is that I made things that they liked 
and that was relative to them at the time. So, like, the kids had an obsession with Moana, and I made them their own personal Moana paddle. They had an obsession That's with cute. the Trolls movie, so I bought them Trolls clothes. I I make them their like an in like their own personal birthday shirt every birthday. Aww. So that they can have those as they grow up. So I'm just gonna say best aunt, best aunt, best oh, aunt. Yeah, you have to give me those those ideas. Actually, just reminded me that I have clothes for her here that I have to send. See, just like ship them away, you know. Just send them off and be like, from the favorite aunt. <laughs> uh, but no pressure. Yeah, okay. That's really, that feels good. I feel a lot better now. I feel like we talked about um, things to think about, but we gave no, like, answers. But we don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. In and fact, I, and we have no answers. If, <laughs> if anything, I just don't like when people tell me that just because I'm not a mom, I don't get a say. And I don't think that's true. I think that my perspective is valuable. Regardless. Yeah, I feel you. That's why on Mother's Day, you know, you kind of have to spread some love to everybody. I agree. I agree. Um, also, there should be an ant's day. There definitely is. Well, I guess we got the short end of that stick. Anyways. We got to figure out what it is. <laughs> and then just tell tell your niece and nephew, did you know next you week know? is ant day? What are you going to do for me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 the, the best thing about, um, I think, uh, birthdays for them is that I like to always tell Morgan, especially we're 20 years apart. Exactly. So every time she turns a new age, I am that age, just 20 years older. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when she turned five and I was 25, I threw me and her a joint birthday party. That's cute. And we like it was it was very fun. It was like the it was awesome. So like be creative. You're, you you'll figure out ways to connect with them in a in a memorable way. And uh, that's uh, that's that's the best I got for today. Good chat. Good chat. This was a fun conversation. I love talking with you. Thank you everybody for listening. Of course, like, share, subscribe fully launched on youtube feel free to subscribe there if youtube podcasting is your thing close captioning there too don't know how good it is yet we're working on it we're expanding we're expanding we're doing the best we got and honestly i'm loving it it's taking all the fibers in my being not to do like the mcdonald's i almost did it i said it in my head i know but up this has been another episode of the oak view thanks for listening guys you'll catch us next week Bye, guys. Thanks again for listening to The Oak View. You can follow Lauren and Emma on Instagram at The Oak View Podcast, O-A-K-V-I-E-W, or email us at theoakviewpodcast at gmail.com.